Hi there, my name is Chris from the Family Gin, and today I thought it would be worthwhile starting to record this podcast in what is World Gin Day 2020. This is an introduction to a series of podcasts we are planning on how to start your own gin distillery. Now, there are a handful of people out there that might be thinking of setting up their own distillery. Some people that have already done it, and some people that just want a better understanding of the effort that goes into making every bottle of gin. The intention of this podcast is threefold. First and foremost is to take you, the listener, on a journey of setting up a new gin distillery. Now, we have no experience or background in anything but drinking gin and as a family collectively we thought it would be a good idea to set up a gin distillery now time will tell whether that's a good idea or not so first and foremost this is a story of series of podcasts which is round about our journey to launching our own bottle of gin from start to finish the second step is to showcase some of the amazing talent that's out there, uh, particularly, as you can tell from the accent, from Scotland. Um, There are an amazing amount of distillers and craft distillers and some huge producers of gin hail from Scotland. Um, There are some fantastic distilleries and we've had the fortune as a family to travel around and visit many of them over the course of the last 18 months, two years or so. And we have met so many interesting people, so many talented individuals that deal with every aspect of gin production, from the people that stick the labels on the bottle and waxing the corks to those that actually go into making and distributing the gin. It is a phenomenal industry. And you have to take a moment to appreciate the amount of work and effort and sacrifice that goes into every single bottle from every single distiller. So we wanted to showcase some of that hard work. It's not a simple process of switching a machine on and getting gin out the other end, although potentially it could be, but it is a lot about hard work, perseverance, and a lot of trial and effort that goes into making every single bottle of gin, and we just wanted to showcase that. And finally, the third point that we wanted to do with these series of podcasts was to convince the listener that when you buy the next bottle of gin, you could go to a supermarket and you could buy an exceptionally good bottle of gin for anywhere from 15 to £20, £25 and above. There's some phenomenal showcase gins. Some of the big brand gins out there are absolutely tremendous. And if you do get a chance to visit some of the distilleries where the gin is made, I highly recommend it. For us, though, what we wanted to showcase are the individuals that have set up through a passion and a commitment to quality craft spirits on a small scale and making them from start to finish in many cases but in making the best product that they believe and are passionate about. So when you buy your next bottle of gin think about where it's came from, who's made it, the passion that's gone into it and if it's a little bit more expensive than your 15 to 20 pound bottle that you would normally buy, a lot of that goes back to supporting not just the distiller, but the craft spirits industry, not just in Scotland, but beyond. 
as a family, we started on our journey with gin uh, round about two years ago. And, and we did it because we, we had a huge loss in our family. And it was somebody that had a passion for spirits. Uh, not to excess, but the, the real enjoyment of spirits and where they came from. And it was a connection that we never really had when they were with us. And we wanted to spend some time to appreciate and see their passion and enthusiasm for, for this area. Gin for us was the most accessible thing. We are, we are a family of four. We are two parents and, and two uh, children. I say children, they are adults now. And all of us in some way like gin. It was the one spirit that unified us. And we all have different tastes. Um, so I have a preference for drinking gin relatively neat uh, or with small doses of tonic and some cases uh, in cocktails. Uh, my wife, um, she prefers uh, just a normal gin and tonic um, or more recently a non-alcoholic beverage. My uh, daughter is much more a fan of the fruity gins, not necessarily liqueurs, but something which is a bit more exotic tasting and something that can be made into nice, bright, colourful cocktails. And my son is more interested in more sophisticated cocktails, the likes of Negronis, uh, Martinez, South Sides and so on. So all of us have got an interest in gin and each of us have different tastes. And the one amazing thing about gin is there are so many to choose from and more coming onto the market every month. So, particularly in Scotland, there isn't a shortage of gins to choose from. It also gives us a focus for things to do as a family. We get to travel round about some of the amazing countryside that Scotland has to offer. It is some of the most spectacular landscapes of all the places we've travelled. And it's not just because we come from here. There are some phenomenal places to see. Now, Scotland like many other countries, has suffered quite significantly from recent events at the start of 2020. There is a global pandemic which is impacting every part of our society. And in Scotland, particularly the tourism industry, which is worth more than £7 billion a year to Scotland's gross domestic product, has been absolutely decimated for the first part of this year. Tourism is just taking a massive hit. From small suppliers to large hotel chains, the forecasted impact will last well into 2021. So for almost the entire of the year 2020 and moving into next year, the tourism industry and all those that support it will be severely affected. For gin distillers, particularly small distillers, whose main source of distribution is through trade fairs and farmers markets and direct to customer selling, it has been utterly devastating. And many of the gin consuming public have tried to buy directly from these small distillers to keep them trading and in many cases from small independent distributors and wholesalers. This has helped keep a lot of them buoyant but many small producers have actually contracted their services or instead turned to making things like hand sanitizer, which have been massively valuable in periods of shortage during this pandemic. 
so the industry is creative. It is impressive to meet the people involved with it. And these series of podcasts, we hope, showcase some of that. What we, we wanted to show as well are, are the people that are behind the production of gin. We wanted to have conversations, quite frankly and openly, with people and discuss the difficulties that they've had going through their journey from considering opening a distillery to right through to producing their first bottles. And for us, this is a little bit about not just learning ourselves, but actually highlighting to everybody involved in gym, from consuming it and buying it to stocking it in shops, the story behind each and every bottle. This is the introduction section to our series of podcasts. You can find out more by visiting our website at thefamilygin.co.uk. We aim to post uh, one a month, just taking you through our journey. And I said this is the introduction. Over the weeks ahead, our plans are to give some insight. If you pardon me, just want to flick through some of my notes about what kinds of gin to make, how it's made the production process, how we've built up our knowledge and experience, and the gateways we have to go through for making everything legitimate and official to properly capture the revenue that rightly goes to spirits duty but also of making sure that everything is fully licensed and compliant. We'll then explore some of the flavour combinations and we get to test a lot of gin and a little bit about how we will set up our distillery. And then we get on to some of the more exciting things like the branding and, and the marketing, how we're going to sell and distribute. Also about how we bring it all together to run our first bottles of gin. Now, we haven't done any of this in the past. We've spoken to lots of really talented, knowledgeable individuals. We've taken lessons from a lot of them. We've done a lot of our own research. Some of us have been going through third-party training to build up our awareness and knowledge. And it's not an easy thing to do. If anybody out there has looked at compounding or making their own gin, I highly recommend it. It's a great way to get an appreciation for how it's made. And I'll cover this more in future podcasts. Or if you're genuinely interested in finding out a little bit more about gin production, there are a huge number of gin schools, particularly in Scotland, where you can go and learn about the process of making gin and in fact make a bottle of your own under the guidance of a distiller. Again, there's a handful of those right the way through the country and if we can, we'll try and post some of them on the familygin.co.uk website. And for us, that was a great way for us to learn and do something together as a family. There are so many things to talk about and these podcasts can go on for hours. There are so many individuals involved, there are so many interesting topics to cover and there's a great deal of misconception about the production of gym. And for us, this is the kind of things we want to cover. We would like to hear your thoughts. We would like to hear your comments, opinions, um, how you'd like us to change things if the format's incorrect or you prefer it in a different way. Or if you would like to, as a distiller or involved in the industry, if you'd like to contribute any wisdom or insight. I'm aware that at all of this, that this is another gin producer potentially coming onto the marketplace 
looking to take shelf space up from many of the other distillers that are currently finding challenges in distributing their gin. And that's not the intent of this podcast, this exercise in our journey into gin. If we make 100 bottles or 200 bottles, for us that's fantastic. As long as we can make something that we're proud of and we're pleased and happy to drink, that is our goal. Our objective in all of this is to inform those that are interested in how gin is made on the complexities, difficulties, in some cases problems of making gin at a commercial level. Hopefully when you go to buy your next bottle of gin, you might see that if you're going to pay an extra five or ten pounds over and above a supermarket large brand, that uh, this podcast might give you insight and convince you to take a chance to invest in a small craft distiller and experience the passion, enthusiasm, history and story that goes into every bottle of craft spirit made. So until next time, please feel free to send any comments. Our email address is podcast at thefamilygin.co.uk delighted to hear from you and let's see where this journey takes us until next time thanks for listening